Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 252, October 24th, 2019. It was 80 degrees on this day in 1989, and as uh, cool as 15 degrees on this day in 1887. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey uh, sent me a picture of a sign he saw on a lawn in South Minneapolis. And uh, the uh, sign proudly proclaimed the occupant of that home as the organics and recycling captain for the neighborhood. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I bet you get a badge and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, frequent contributor Jordy uh, referring yesterday to our discussion of the uh, woman who lost her job because she dared to point out that the polar bears are thriving. Mm-hmm. And we were wondering what, what's in it for those people. And he, by the way, he sent a picture of some polar bears with the caption, when Al Gore was born, there were seven of us. Today, only 30,000 remain. <laughs> so <laughs> it's Jordy's, uh, Jordy's opinion that the joy of cancel culture stems from the left's craving for power and control over people. It's all they really care about. We want freedom. They want control. There is no reconciling the difference between us. Wow. There's no middle ground. You know, that makes as much sense as anything, probably more sense than anything. Mm-hmm. That's why we have great listeners. Say, I'm going on record. Uh, I, I can't. Uh, the Vikings host the Redskins tonight. That's right. And, and prior to the game, there's going to be a, Pro, a protest or two. Protest or two. Uh, that name's got to go. Uh, I can't. Uh, there's there's no, I think over the years, I probably figured out ways to try to justify it, but there isn't any. The, there isn't any. What the, the most, I guess, the asinine part of this is the owner of that club, Daniel Snyder, he's just being defiant for the sake of being defiant. Mm-hmm. He's got to come up with a different name. Well, you know what you're going to get. You're going to oh, get 10,000 emails. Yeah, I Make know, it a potato. I know. No, there's, there's no way to justify it. Yeah, There's just no way to justify it. It, it doesn't work, and it, it needs to go. What is what is their argument for keeping it? The history tradition. and tradition? Yep. But that's, that's baloney. It's, it is an offensive term. I've equated it for quite some time uh, on, on the same level as the N-word. I, I mean, that's how offensive it is to the natives. There are people yeah. supporting. They're also expected to hold a counter rally. I, I don't know uh, what how you can defend it. Although, it's, can I play devil's advocate? Yeah. Wouldn't this fall under the, is it rubric? Would this yep. fall under the rubric of you saying we're trying to change our history all the time? We're going to get... Uh, nibbled no, to death? this is just I'm flat flexible. Out. This I'm is not, flat I'm not, out offensive. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not written in stone on this. There's still going to be the Washington Football Club. They just might be called the... And to me, what makes it extra bad is that it's the nation's capital. Right. <laughs> My goodness. Wow. Chiefs, and, uh, I think you can get away with Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors, anybody can Braves. be a warrior. Braves, anybody can... Well... <laughs> Except they've had to they've had to stop the tomahawk chop chop tomahawk chop, right. which is just so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, in Cleveland, they changed the logo from the Chief Wahoo Chief Wahoo to the the letter C, right? Which was a good move. 
because that was an offensive icon. But Redskin literally focuses on a bodily attribute. It 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 yeah. it's right. it's it's a commentary on on your looks. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's it doesn't work. Uh, I I can't I can't uh, I can't defend it. Uh, I, I think I've done a lot of homework on it over the years, back to my sports writing days, and I remember they came up with some convoluted bunch of BS about how this was honoring a, a Native American, and I'd, I'd have to go review it again. I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not that interested. Uh, I, I'm going to be fine with the fact that uh, you got to come up with a different name. When they, when they played in the Super Bowl here against Buffalo, that, wasn't there a lot of protests? Yeah, the, I remember the, that the, week leading up. The Redskins' name has been has been uh, under indictment for decades. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is not a new thing, and it it'll flare up every time the Redskins come to Minnesota, and I'm sure it flares up every time the Redskins play somewhere. Mm-hmm. It probably flares up every home game in Washington. And it was used as a derogatory term back in the 1800s. Yeah, if you said he's a redskin, that is... It was redskin and red man and dirt worshiper and all these other awful, Look it up, Rook. History of Washington Redskins name. Uh, It shouldn't take you long. It shouldn't take you long at all. i got to get a computer so I can do this myself. You want well, in more the, in stuff? The, in, you in want the, a fast in, computer. In, on the radio side of well, oh, you had a I had a computer. I had a laptop. I'll make and a I, note. Okay. I could do these things faster myself. Mm-hmm. Well, because the logo on the helmet used to be a spear, correct? It was an arched spear. But I just want you to find the paragraph where they come up with this BS about how this is honoring somebody Mm -hmm. uh, that might have even been an assistant coach, if my memory is ringing true. All right. Um, Okay. If they want to honor natives, why don't they come up with a better way to do it? It's as simple as that. Well, because North Dakota got rid of Sioux, or the Fighting Sioux. It's Sioux itself is also, it, it means snake. Oh, really? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's also a, a pejorative. One of the uh, NFL's oldest and most storied franchises, the Redskins, were founded in 32 as the Boston Braves. The team changed its name to the Redskins in 33, and in 37, okay, they relocated to D.C. and immediately won the championships. Uh, let's see if we find out more history about the name. Um, this is why I want a laptop. You can scroll down and find nothing quicker than I can. No, I, I, my search is my searches probably would be different. There's there's probably a Wikipedia page devoted to the name. Uh, we we don't have to go into it. I'm on record. I don't care what the staff thinks. I'm on record as saying uh, I'm perfectly comfortable with uh, erasing the name Redskins. So you're not going to go to the game tonight, then? I wasn't going to anyway. Gotcha. I'm, it's not because I'm protesting. I wasn't going to go anyway. Right. You still haven't been to the. I've not Ziggy. been in that building. I, I, it's I do, a marvelous. I, I do want to get in the building. The uh, thing with the the Dakota team, a lot of Lakota and uh, Dakotas still refer to themselves as Sioux, the Teton Sioux, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I, it's just one of those things that it, it's their name. Mm-hmm. Let's let's stay out of it. All right, I'm finding some things here. There's a million names uh, you could Washington have. Washington Redskin name controversy. Yeah, but it seems to me that there was a particular moment in the past 20 years when it really became a heated debate, and that suddenly I was reading some bio that obviously was cooked up by a PR firm that they came up with some coach or something. It's it's not important. It's not important. The name should not be there. Say, I was noting that— uh, Okay, here we go. Here it is. Uh, the Redskins are more likely to avoid confusion while retaining the Indian imagery of the team— 
than to honor coach William Henry Lone Star Dietz, whose identity as a Native American was debated. Well, so what the Redskins want you to believe is that the name stems from honoring some assistant coach, B as in B, right. S as in yeah. S. Yeah. Hey, That's like stretch. calling the Vikings the Buzz Murdies. <laughs> 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 the Minnesota Buzz Murdies, right. Buzz Murdies. Yeah, that's quite a stretch. Yeah, it's that. I, that to me was. I remember that, and that. Uh, God, I'm shocked at how good my memory is. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, you found it. Gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to start tapping on his back like a Wikipedia, <laughs> and it'll he'll spit it right out. I was noting that more than five thousand citations have been given since the hands-free law went into effect. You could give out a hundred thousand citations. Easy. It's not, it it's, didn't I, do anything. I haven't seen a difference. No. In fact, today, because I, I see it all the time, I'm not, I don't try to get as enraged as I usually do, but it has made zero difference on the roads. Zero. No. Where do our sensibilities lie? Where do our Where sensibilities lie? Do they lie? A hunter in Arkansas died after a deer he shot turned the tables and attacked him. Thomas Alexander, oh, no. 66, is believed to have been killed as he was hunting in Yellville, an area roughly 102 miles east of Fayetteville, on Tuesday. Alexander shot the buck using a muzzle loader. Keith Stevens, a spokesperson for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, told Fox News. He apparently went over to the buck and it got up and attacked him, Stevens oh. said. <laughs> But dear, uh, that's not uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't laugh. The 66-year-old was able to call his wife, and he was transported to the hospital. He was going to be airlifted to the hospital, but he stopped breathing on the way to the helicopter, so he was driven there in an ambulance. He was pronounced dead oh, at geez. Baxter Regional Medical Center oh, in awful, Mountain Home, Arkansas. Awful way to go. It wasn't clear whether Alexander died from the heart attack or due to other medical problems like a heart attack, but heart, uh, hospital officials said he had puncture wounds when he was admitted. The uh, spokesman said he doesn't believe an autopsy will be conducted. Wow. We let, him protocol? Li- we let him lie a while. Oh, yeah, how long? What's? I guess the lesson there is uh, make sure it's dead, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, let, him, I let him lie until... I, Good lesson. Write Thank that you. down. <laughs> There's going to be a quiz after this? You let it lie there long enough to where the urge to give it a kick to see if it's alive oh. is gone. Okay. You know, so you're, you're approaching from a distance. You can see it as you're coming up on it, and... If it's twitching and moving and, yeah, just keep your distance. You know, euphorians would read that and say, you know, fair is fair. Well, right. You know, but uh, like our girl that shot that huge buck last weekend, she had to put another shot into it. Yeah. Mm. I think what I'm going to do is I would, I'm going to wait and make sure. There you I'm go. not going to stir the yep. uh, pot. It reminds me of You're going to get your venison from Spencer's. those big horns. (laughs) It reminds me there was, you guys have seen the photo that says, uh, the high, and I think it says the highest of highs, and then the ultimate of lows. It's a guy with a twelve-point buck or whatever, and there's a cougar behind him, <laughs> like eyeballing, going, "Ah, that's gonna be my lunch." Yeah. <laughs> well, did you see the picture of the two guys fly fishing when the grizzly bear behind him on the shore? No. Yes. And they didn't know, and they yeah. they weren't even rattled by it. They kept fishing. Wow. It was a grizzly. They eat you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to bring up this story because it's Positive Thursday. It's forget it. It's not a very positive Thursday in terms of the news. We live in turbulent times. I, I can't avoid this story. It's everywhere. About the family in Texas, uh, the mom wants to turn the boy into oh, a girl, yeah, and the dad doesn't. And the the uh, the Texas Attorney General will, will probe this case. The kid's seven years old. 
and a, a judge told the dad, you not only have to abide by what the, your ex-wife wants to do, you got to pay for it. Kid's name is James Younger. Wasn't that a famous outlaw? James Younger. Younger gang. Cole Younger. Cole Younger. Uh, Jeffrey Younger has been kicked, has been locked in the custody battle with his ex-wife, a pediatrician named Ann Gorgulis, who claims that their son James prefers to be identified as a girl named Luna. And uh, she wants him to begin hormone replacement therapy. Wow. Boy, is she mentally ill. How, how old did you seven. say? Seven. Oh, seven, seven yeah. years old. That, uh, that, no, not at seven. No. Uh, the, the child doesn't have the maturity to make a profound decision like this, said Senator Ted Cruz. The state of Texas should protect this child's right to choose as an informed, mature person. Isn't that an irony? Isn't that an irony? The left would disregard this child having a right to choose, but they would go to the mattresses to defend everyone else to have a right to choose, any woman to have a right to choose. But when it comes to this case, I'm not hearing the left uh, uh, create a backlash. They're denying this child the right to choose Mm -hmm. because he's not capable yet of choosing. You know what's really frightening to me? I, I posted this story on my Facebook page, I believe, either yesterday or the day before. Why? Because I'm so outraged by this that because I have a seven year old son, yeah, he's an idiot. He doesn't, you know <laughs> he, what I mean? He, I know he's, he's awesome. And, and I love that. Yeah, kid. He, he is a great kid. But my point <laughs> no, is, he doesn't. Idiot. He doesn't know. <laughs> well, well, of course, he's my son. <laughs> right, of course, he's right. going to be dumb. He calls the cat dumb dumb. He's right. got his own <laughs> scan bucket, right. mini scan bucket. Um, but my point being, someone who I'm friends with said, "Well, does it make it any?" You know, if your boys like to play baseball, I thought that is not analogous at all for a mother deciding to have genetic transformative surgery for a seven-year-old child. Oh, sterilizing the kid. What What is wrong with people? She's mentally ill. And there are people defending her. I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. But he's being a, denied a right to choose, which I think is a fascinating point that Ted Cruz brought up. Mm-hmm. What an irony. You are the same people, you phony lefties, who uh, demand that a woman should have the right to choose in every possible aspect. Fine. But why why would you get on board with this kid not having the right to choose? I guess they'd argue that, well, he has chosen. He wants to be Luna. Well, He's seven. He doesn't get to decide anything. Well, seven is thought to be the age of reason, but I think it's the age of reason to the extent of if I tell you not to reach into that candy bowl, you're not supposed to. And by the age of seven, you should get that. Right. I, we, I don't right. think the age of seven, the brain is quite yet equipped to say, you know, I don't want to be a boy. I want to be a woman named Luna, and I want you to start giving me hormone therapy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's uh, capable. Now, if, if, if he wants to, I'm fine with everything up until the point where mom wants to have the surgery. If he wants to pretend to be a girl, whatever, that, that, that's, that's his choice at seven. You know, my, my kid wants to be a, a fire truck half the time. But once the surgery is part of the discussion, you're you're nuts. Yeah, she's nuts. You are out of your There's mind. There's not a doubt in my mind that she's she is mentally disturbed. This is child abuse. Yeah, absolutely. In its in its purest and sincerest form. Pretty sure I was wearing a cowboy outfit full time <laughs> at age seven. Yeah. Full time. Hell, I had a relationship with a vacuum. That's cleaner. right. Yeah, Kirby. Let's go there, Kirby. Huh? Yeah. Kirby. Damn thing attacked me too. <laughs> Tripped over and ripped my foot open. You can still see the scar. A damn friend of mine. I think I walked around in a bunny suit for a year <laughs> around age eight. <laughs> but think of the lasting damage 
Yeah, forever. that's just it. I mean, there's not a chance this kid has any possibility of being normal. You said age seven is the age of reason, didn't we? We last week I was reading a story about I think it was a nine year old that burned down the family trailer house yeah. and being pers- or, uh, being prosecuted, and the judge had to literally sit down and explain every little portion of the prosecution and what he did and what they were going to do with him. The kid's like, uh, "What did I do? I don't." Yeah, get he has it. some problems. He has some mental problems. Oh, beyond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Dear Joe, normally I'd uh, say ready a few coins for the bucket, but I thought uh, I think everyone's hard enough on Reavers as it is. He's referring to uh, your contention that the uh, that a ship called the Matafa yeah uh, struck up against the base of the bluff uh, above which uh, split, uh, rock, split lighthouse. rock lighthouse. Uh, dear Joe, uh, normally I'd uh, say ready a few coins for the bucket, but I think everyone is hard enough on Reavers as it is. The SS Matafa was wrecked in the storm of 1905 just outside the Duluth Harbor. I should have remembered this because I read the book. The boat broke in two, and the men in the forward portion were saved. However, the men in the aft perished due to the inability to safely retrieve them. Nearly 30 vessels were caught in the storm, and 36 seamen lost their lives. Split Rock Lighthouse was built as a response to those tragedies. There is a very dramatic book written on the topic called So Terrible a Storm by Kurt Brown. I've read it. If you're looking for a great read on a stormy night, I highly recommend it. It tells of the people from Duluth descending on the beach, holding bo- or building bonfires and attempting to save the men to no avail. How awful to see the fires and the people on shore, but still be too far away. Apparently, when they found the men, one of the bodies had to be chiseled from the ice. Wow. Wow. Good luck, Derek Brennan. Yeah, I read that book, and I'm sorry it didn't come to my mind yesterday, but I read it years of, ago. Were you thinking of the Madeira? I don't know. That washed up on shore there but it was being towed well i i just remember seeing because we we went up to split rock last summer as a family and i remember seeing there's a there's a, a really neat uh what would you call it a, a historical marker sure that's what they're called that's right remember See, dennis uh, hale from soul survivor i do yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're driving along, Reber, sometimes you'll see a historical marker. Yeah. And you can pull in and read it. I blast the brakes at every single one. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had so many people honk to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I never, ever go by a historical <laughs> marker. I always stop. Craig, who is the chef and owner of the Chameleon Cafe in Brainerd, Minnesota, writes. Yep, uh, it, it's I on. Uh, I don't have uh, Kenny's email, so he writes to me. Uh, to read you. Dear Kenny, I feel the need to inform you of your misuse of the word idiot. I have heard you oh. refer to your co-podcasters as idiot several times, and I, uh, it seems that you don't actually know what a idiot is and are using the term to describe people living in the metro area. Uh-huh. I assure you that's not the case. A idiot is someone who has two or more residences, one being in the metro <laughs> and the other being up north on a lake. <laughs> Or a hunting cabin and a farm where they hire other people to farm their absence and they escape the city. City Cityats then complain about the noise that wildlife makes. I assure you, Kenny, for those of us who grew up here, loons, coyotes, fox, and owls are all welcome sounds to us actual rural folk. It seems the rats, mice, voles, and rabbit populations will be in check and rodent invasion uh, out of our building. Shakes to corn, shakes and corn cribs will be minimal. Uh, uh, I like you, Kenny, more than the rest of those knuckleheads, but I assure you, you are the only idiot on the GL crew and need to use the word to describe yourself, not the gentleman with whom you conspire. Don't get upset with me. Joe keeps telling me to push back, so I did. P.S. 
Our biscuits and gravy are all from scratch and made with local, heritage-breed, pasture-raised, hormone- and antibiotic-free pork. And the Northwoods poutine is out of this world. Mm. You've got to organize a biscuit and gravy festival. Yeah. That, I think that'd be great. He contacted me via Twitter and yeah. uh, got the brain uh, going on that. You'd be putting 30 bales. Yep. Coffee grounds. Yeah. Yep. And chameleon. And well, my, does Jax, does and, Jax and, do it? And I want to do a pro-am because there's no way I can do this without my mother-in-law getting involved because she's good, she, she'll just, she has to be involved. But he's so right because on the drive-in, I was thinking, you know what? It's Thursday. I've turned into one of those weekenders that I hate. Well, you're a city. You're I'm, the only one on the club. I'm only up there now Friday afternoon, Saturday, and Sunday. It's and your I, cabin. And I go it's home Sunday night, just like the rest of the weekenders. I've turned right back into somebody I hate. <laughs> My goodness. Hello, GL. You tell GLers not to boil Grunhofer's brats. That's fine. I couldn't agree more. But you also keep insisting that there is a season for grilling. Grunhoffers will sell a lot more brats in the winter if you stop telling us this. I use my Weber charcoal grill all year long, and I live in Hibbing. The best way to make brats is the indirect method, regardless of the season. They won't break open and lose all the juice, and it's nearly impossible to screw it up. A note on winter grilling. The very best tasting meats I make on the grill come when it is good and cold outside, and the colder, the better. Ooh. Colin Hibbing. He's talking about Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. He thinks I'm doing them a disservice by limiting the grilling season to fine weather. Of course, I'm incorrect, and the man in Hibbing stands corrected, or you can, stands for correct well, me. I, I grill 12 months out of the year. And I do agree with the indirect heat. That's the way to do what it. What does that mean? It's just Look. off to the side. Coals on one side. Go ahead, rookie. It's your Well, he's, he's using coals, so it's different. But if you have a regular grill, a, a LP grill, the middle is on low and then the sides, the front and the back burners, are on medium or high. So it's just, it's kind of moving around, and it's not directly heating that uh, whatever. In I'm fact, doing. I even do I'll it have one to tell side. The, I'll tell the wife. <laughs> <laughs> I do one side completely, one of the burners off. I'm going to tell the CP this. We're talking about Grunhoffers. It's at the north side, end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. There's a big GL sign out front because it's become a gathering place and the meat capital of the world for GLers. All of, uh, sorts of meats, steaks, chops, bacon, mm. ham, burgers, jerky. Uh, and again, that specialty, 130, if not more, flavors of Grunhoffers, old-fashioned pork brats. Yes, they must be grilled. Uh, for best results, do not boil the brats. Grunhoffers, old-fashioned meats, the north side of Hugo. Right on Highway 61, you can't miss it. Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one deductible at claim time, not two or three or four or more. Number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year. Captives can't do this because they have only one company. So if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents, remember they don't have any other options for you. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. 
It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I'm noticing a trend. It's not a particularly novel trend. I'm sure it's true in other cities. Uh, but same, and this isn't positive. I, I will have a positive story today, believe me. I didn't think it would be, but I read it. I can't believe I read it, and it proved to be positive. Meanwhile, back to my present thought. Uh, St. Paul's experiencing, a, a, by St. Paul's standards, a, a tremendously difficult period of crime. Mm-hmm. There were 24, there's been 24 homicides so far this year. That ties a record. And there were, there were 10 alone in September. Uh, but the latest shooting is a 16-year-old now has been charged with that shooting near Allianz Field. Yeah. Remember the other night and the mayor showed up? Yeah, There's right. an interesting twist to this one. The, uh, a 16-year-old has been charged after a shootout broke, uh, broke a block away from, the, from Allianz Field. Uh, apparently so many bullets were fired. A woman leaving Culver's. Uh, had a window broken in her car and it missed her infant in the toddler's seat by Ooh, inches. Oh, my God. So in, in any event, this 16-year-old has been rounded up. But the interesting twist in this is that uh, the the child's mother, are you still a child at 16? Not anymore. The boy's mother uh, is complaining. Oh, no. <laughs> the kid's name is, uh, this is a new one, but it's not a first. I'm going link to link it to something else. The, the, chi- the boy who got arrested... Uh, Eric Caprice Richards, 16. All right. The mother of Richards, Richards' mother, raised concerns Wednesday afternoon about Mayor Melvin Carter's interest in the case, suggesting he would have likely stayed quiet if the shooting hadn't taken place near the soccer stadium on such a big night. Carter held a news conference shortly after that shooting to address rising gun violence in the city. This upset the mother. (laughs) Wait a minute. Where was the mayor last week and the week before that and the week before that when everyone was shooting? Dawn Shawning asked. Why are the mothers of these perpetrators always named differently than the son? Yeah, I was shocked to hear that it didn't have the same name. I'm not for gun violence. My son could have been killed. Well, lady, he was doing the shooting. I fear for anybody. It's not okay to shoot Shawning at it, but don't use my son as an example just because this happened at Allianz Field. Oh, my God. What? This is making me yes, angry. Yes. Oh. This is, this is, this, oh. your parenting is the problem, lady. So she's accusing the mayor of grandstanding. Yes, and and, and somehow wow. uh, her son has become victimized by the appearance of the mayor. This is, I told you there's an interesting twist in this one. We can't win. <laughs> so so I hearken back. Uh, I hearken back to uh, the young gal, 13 year old, arrested at the UPS store. Right. And. That's when I wanted the mayor to say that he, he was not appalled at the police uh, behavior. He was appalled at the behavior of the child. Unrepentant, disrespectful of authority. You never get that. But what we got from that mother was. Remember, Rook, because you, 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 you were the one that pointed it out when we were still on the radio. The, the, the boy who was shot and killed down here on Mississippi River Boulevard. Uh, he pulled yes. a gun on somebody. Yeah, I remember remember the mom. Yeah. The mom right. also in that that's case right. got mad right. about the, the way it was handled. Well, to finish your story, that's the same guy who pulled a gun on a school bus that's driver right. on the freeway. That's right. And now he's in jail. Which 
Rightfully so. Right, which makes you wonder about that initial case. But he did. The kid did have a gun on <laughs> no, him. No, I know he did yeah, pull yeah. a gun. But but again, it was the same situation. Back to the thirteen-year-old arrested at the UPS store. We get the we get the mother, uh, who's defending the, uh, the daughter, saying uh, she's only thirteen. She's not thirty. She's not a man. They were aware of her mental illness, so they should have. They could have honestly done things differently. The mother said. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she called her daughter a loving person who was creative and affectionate. Uh, you know, she's no angel. She has her ups and downs. But at the same time, she's my daughter. I love her and I'm not going to let, I'm going to get her the support and service she needs. The, the mother I'm uh, quoting is uh, Davida Conover. Davida Conover. So there's another parent uh, that's somehow able to look the other way on the uh, completely unrepentant and uh, uh, poor uh, behavior of her child. I, I don't know what to uh, make of her child having a mental problem. That seems to be being thrown up quite frequently. It, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. They, they start with that and then see what sticks. And then most recently, again, this trend to young people was this terrible story we had yesterday of the woman who was pistol whipped and robbed oh in St. Paul uh, with her two-year-old Two son year old, yeah. in the car. This is at 2.20 p.m. Uh, six to eight males who appeared to be juveniles uh, surrounded the vehicle. They haven't been arrested yet. Uh, my wow. point being that, again, you need voices of authority to condemn the behavior. Uh, five will get you ten. If we ever get a parent to comment on this, they'll probably say, "Come on, they're just kids." Right? No, yeah, just no, young kids. No, no they're around. feral. They're feral youth, and they have no moral or ethical integrity. They have no moral compass. They're armed, and it starts at your home. It doesn't start with the police department or the mayor's office or any of the mayor's 16 cabinet members. It starts at home. And it's beyond the scope of the law to hold the parents accountable for the behavior and actions of their minor uh, minor child, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think that's a first where the mother of a shooter is mad because the mayor showed up to talk about it. Are you kidding me? They're feral youth. <laughs> oh, my God. Almost killed a bunch of uh, innocent bystanders. But that's just how screwed up and skewed that this entire situation in both downtowns is right now. It is not good. And this is not the St. Paul we all know. This St. Paul is experiencing an extraordinary downturn, and the downturn is encompassing or providing more and more evidence that these shooters are getting younger and younger and younger. The misbehavior is being demonstrated uh, at younger and younger ages, and it's appalling. It's appalling, and the voices of authority need to call out that poor behavior instead of tap dancing around it and coming up with, well, we need more community answers and all. B as in B, S as in S. you got lousy behaving kids Call them out on it. Are we to change the uh, the age of 18 for being an adult? I don't know. Is that in our future? One thing in common, they all have moms, and their moms all come out in defense of uh, their, their kids, but where are the dads? You know, they're, they're far more guilty in my mind's eye than the mother who's still there and still might yeah. actually be trying. Uh, there, is, there is no sign or word from any fathers in any of these cases. Well, How can you father a kid and then not give a rat's ass about that kid? That's what I don't understand. If you're a baby daddy and you're, you know, you've got maybe one or two different uh, mothers that you got together with, and you still have that son or that daughter? Why? Why do you get a free get out of? Uh, well, to use a, why do you get to go and not right. and perform your fatherly duties? We all know um, kids and 
the, the kids of that are uh, children of divorce, and they may live with mom. But in the cases I know, dad is just as interested and yes. just as into that kid as the mom is. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a parent, you're obsessed it's with your, your kid. It's your best interest. Yeah. Even after they're in their 20s. Well, my point being that the, the behavior is getting manifested more and more by young people, and the young people are not getting called out on their behavior. No. The, and then Kenny's right. The broken home is what will eventually be the undoing of us. So well, then we have to go to mentors, and there's not enough mentors no. to go around. Well, look at the reverend. He's begging for guys to come yeah, and, and just help. Help him out. Yeah. These kids need direction. They need guidance. Well, it's what it's like what Joe's saying. Okay, Mayor Carter, get out there and, and tell call these guys out. Come on, go with your sons and your daughters and be with them so they're not on the street. They're going to get shot or they're going to shoot someone. Starts today. What does? I might go today. The Molar Watch event. Oh, yeah. What do you mean, what? Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at my Molar Watch right now. RF Molar's 10th annual watch event. Starts today, October 24th. It runs through November 2nd. It will travel between the three Molar stores. Starting today in Highland Park at Ford and Cleveland in St. Paul, uh, and that lasts through the 26th. Then downtown Minneapolis at Gavaday, October 29 and 30. And then uh, Edina Store, 50th in France, Halloween through November 2nd. Molars has a remarkable selection of watches. This event features the widest in-store selection of the year of the most prestigious brands. And during this event, they'll be paying the sales tax on almost every watch brand they carry. Mm. Plus, you'll get a free watch winder. With the purchase of any new automatic watch, it's a $175 value. It's also a really, really great opportunity to trade in your watch toward a new watch. RF Moeller Jeweler, 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or online at rfmoeller.com. Hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. So, you ever go to the internet, maybe YouTube, look up, I don't know, a Steely Dan video or sure. whatever, and the next thing you know, it's three hours later and you've watched every video you could possibly watch. The same thing has happened to me uh, today with DK Mags. I went to DK Mags, I wanted to look up night vision scopes. And I have fallen down, what is it, the wormhole? Yeah. I'm currently, I have a page up for dkmags.com. Zeiss Victory RF Laser Range Finding Binoculars, 10 by 54. Price, are you ready for this? $3,749. And that's of course, shocks me. And then I read the description and... You want a pair. Keep in mind, I've got a pair of Bushnells that I bought, you know, 20 years ago. They cost 50 bucks. Bluetooth connectivity range 10 to 2,500 yards. Custom ballistics input via smartphone uh, measures. This sounds like Juba. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. From the Stephen Hunter book, Game of Snipers. It measures angle, temperature, and air pressure, scan and target mode. This is exactly what the book was about. One touch range 
ranging sinks capable of storing nine personalized ballistic profiles. And you can do that for everything. You you go under optics and there's binoculars, flashlights, night vision, range finders. You go over to knives. You can find fixed blades, folding, accessories, parts and gear. We're talking bipods, tripods, blinds, footwear, mag pouches, muzzle devices. When are you getting to the DK mags part? So when I say, when I say at DK mags, you'll find a fair pricing on a very va- a vast selection of firearms and accessories. That's what I mean by yeah. accessories. They have it. DK mags, they've been all at a rage since 99. It's because of the no attitude friendly service. That's what drew me in there. And the knowledge. Oh my goodness. If you're just getting started or you need another toy or you want to drop 3700 on the world's best binoculars, dkmags.com uh, up in New Brighton, the best gun shop in town. You'll also find them up in Monticello, Monticello Pond and Gun. They're both part of the GL family located right here in the heart of Gumption, Gumption County, Monticello Pond and Gun, and dkmags.com. Kenny, could a guy, you know, like maybe in St. Paul, use a pair of those binoculars to check out the wildlife in yeah. his yard right. yes. at night? By the way. Night vision binoculars. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. By the way, it's peak color in the Twin Cities today. <laughs> where, are you, where are you going? It came to me. Oh, you didn't have to go anywhere? I've where? used about a dollar's worth of fuel. It came to my front window. Yep, boom. We're peak this weekend. Peak. Peak. And if you really want a, a special view, just drive the St. Paul side, Mississippi River I Boulevard, between oh, Franklin and Ford, yeah, it's beautiful. and pull over anywhere and just gaze in awe at it's the just, colors. It's gorgeous, and Read I didn't have to go up north. No, you came. it came to you. It came to me. It's, Kenny, o- it's over up north. Yeah. Quick question. Uh, I got a couple of emails. The uh, the radar gun thing you used yesterday, people were asking, like, what brand or whatever. Radar gun? Well, the, no, the, the coyote sound. gun. Yeah, the coyote gun. I don't know. I mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, I can't Remember, I couldn't remember. You can get them at Fleet Farm. Flex, okay. Flexitron comes to mind, something like that. Okay. And I'm guessing I spent right around a hundred bucks. I'm a cheapskate, so it was probably under a hundred bucks. I, I kind of want to get one for Riley. Oh, may I, they're may fun. I, uh, they're may fun. I, may I uh, continue? Oh, I'm sorry. With yes. this, uh, may I, show. I, I I'm positive. trying to have a conversation over here, <laughs> What are you talking about? I don't want this podcast to end up like the radio show in which everyone had a different conversation <laughs> going at the same time. What are we talking about? No, I saw this story, and I didn't give it any thought, and I wasn't going to read it, but it's all over the interwebs. Rats have been taught how to drive tiny electric cars. I saw that. Have you seen this? And I wasn't going to read it till off-site uh, correspondent Jordy uh, told me that he has a cartoon bubble about this. Oh, what is it? He sees a rat with an ascot driving a tiny British car. <laughs> then he gets to Aid Mill Road and is never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided, okay, Jordy. You're calling my bluff. I'm going to read the damn story because I had a, I had some thoughts. Why are we teaching rats how to drive a car? And I watched the video and everything. Why are we? It turns out positive. Huh. Kelly Lambert, study author and head of the University of Richmond's Lambert Behavioral Neuroscience Laboratory, trained two groups of young rats. One bunch raised in an raised in an enriched environment with toys, ladders, balls, and pieces of wood designed to spark mental stimulation, and another reared in a standard, unexciting lab cage. Oh, no. The rats learned to enter a custom rat-operated vehicle, or ROV. 
<laughs> the rat-operated right, vehicle. Yeah. Roll? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the roll. I wonder if Polaris makes those yet. <laughs> Adorably constructed from a one-gallon plastic container turned on its side. The rats inspect the ROV before they get in it. Once inside, the rat racers would stand on an aluminum plate and press on a copper bar that would trigger the, the motor. That, in turn, got the wheels going. They'd hold down on the bar until they propelled their tiny car to the end of their enclosure where they collected their reward, Fruit Loops. <laughs> when it came time to drive, the rats who played with ladders, balls, and toys were more adept at operating and steering the ROV thanks to the neuroplasticity, their brain's ability to change over time, triggered by their environment. Their unstimulated cage counterparts failed the driving test. Hmm. I think this is fascinating. <laughs> In sifting through their fecal matter, oh, no, this is where it gets positive. Entry level. Tough, job. Entry level. Tough job. Lambert found both groups of rats trained to drive found both groups of rats trained to drive se- secreted higher levels of corticosterone and DHEA hormones that control stress. Corticosterone Corticosterone is a hormone animals could secrete in high-stakes scenarios like running from a wild animal or defending themselves from predators, but it also can be expressed in lower-risk tasks like doing taxes or worrying about a loved one, though rats aren't likely advanced enough to form a government. (laughs) (laughs) DHEA acts as a sort of buffer, Lambert said, when corticosterone becomes a... casterone? Corticosterone. C-O-R-T-I-C-O-S-T-E-R-O-N-E. Corticosterone. Corticosterone. When corticosterone becomes toxic, toxic, that is when it can't be burned off in a reasonable amount of time, creating prolonged stress. It evidences... it's evidence that mastering a complex task like driving a car bolstered the rat's emotional resilience. In other words, driving a car is good for you. It's likely that driving gives the rats a sense of control over their environment. In humans, we would say that it enhances a sense of agency or self-efficacy. Okay. This flies in the face of the Green New Deal. <laughs> if How? They're urging rats to drive. Why can't we continue <laughs> oh, to drive? That's a good oh, point. I see your point. That's a good point. <laughs> the brains of humans and rats. We got the same brains. It says right here, the brains of humans and rats share nearly all of the same areas in neurochemicals. They're just smaller in rats. And though humans are certainly more complex than rats, Lambert said that there are universal truths in how both species' brains interact within their environment to maintain optimal optimal mental health. So these results have implications for human health. Emotional resilience is one of the first lines of defense against mental illness like depression, she said, and learning what behaviors build that up could clue physicians in on how to treat those illnesses in humans. Isn't that something? Corticosterone or cortisol is the main hormone of the pituitary adenocortical axis secreted by the cortex in response to environmental changes, it has an important function in metabolism and in stress and adaptation. So, so you got these two sets of rats. Check this yep. out. Check A and this B. Out. You mean to tell me? Right. Okay. So you got the one group of rats she put in a sterile cage. No, you got they nothing. got nothing. Yep. 
No big screen TV, nothing. They don't get a paper. We didn't no. hit it again. They, they, you know, they don't get anything. No cigars. No. And the other rats, they're in the Playboy Mansion. High life. They got toys and ball, rubber balls right. and pieces of wood to fool around with. And uh, so she takes her little electric car, and she gets a rat to climb in it, and she wiggles the Fruit Loops at the end of the cage there, right. mm-hmm. and the damn rat steps on the gas. Puts her in the drive. See you later. It's just... Zooms right over to the Fruit Loops, gets a Fruit Loop, drives around a little while, looking at the leaves changing colors. <laughs> He's having a hell of a time. I'm seeing one rat drive over to another rat's house. The rat comes out of his house. He goes, "I smell gas." <laughs> Immediately <laughs> drops onto his back. Right. Tells says, him, "Get the hell hey, out of rat here, rat bastard! You got a gas leak get here." Get out of my well, driveway. rat daddy, I, I, I don't know what to do. In I, the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime. The group of dull rats who have nothing going on, they just kind of got their, uh, you know, their jaw and their, their ch- on their hand on yeah. their chin, and they're kind of staring at those rats that are driving Nose around, thinking, the glass. "What the hell's that deal?" We, I'd like to get in that cage and <laughs> learn how to drive the car. So, and then once they learn how to drive the car, they poop better because the yeah. poop contains right. stuff right. that tells the scientist. That they've been reducing their stress. Mm-hmm. Corticosterone. The lesson here is, don't you dare ever think of taking away our automobiles. No. <laughs> That's our freedom. Is because it okay? because it's good for you to drive. But it, it is okay if I keep killing rats, right? Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you. And but, unlike Royce's theory on ticks, it sounds like rats have evolved. Rats What's have that? always had better marketing than ticks. Yeah. That's true. Even though it's still not the greatest. <laughs> That's true. Marketing. You know what else we learned? <laughs> no, you know what Pat said. Ticks had no ambition. That's right. what it was. No, yeah. ambition. no ambition. That's what it was. That stems from a story ambition. a year ago or so of a, a piece of amethyst or something in in which was captured a tick from you know a billion years ago or something, and that tick looked identical to the tick of today. And I wondered out loud and apparently in front of Patrick. Uh, why this was on the air yeah i know <laughs> why why would the ticks have not evolved and pat thought a moment he said no ambition <laughs> <laughs> oh how his mind works you can't teach a tick how to drive a little electric <laughs> car but you no. can teach a rat you, you know, know what else rook you know if noah saved everything in that big ark of his yeah why in the hell did he bring mosquitoes and ticks that's right leave them over there what do you house them into let them go let them lo- lose think, them in the flood right they had to be stowaways that's yeah, that, that's, maybe that's, that's or they rode in on the back of a giraffe or something right the rat w- was using a reward-based system on food. Yep. They're uh, rookie. Yeah. The light goes on, the monkey hits the button. That's right. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't have read such a story because I, I don't know why people do such research, but it proved to be that the uh, research, however unintended the consequence, tells me that uh, governments are going to have a very hard time limiting automobile use when you can prove that it's even good for rats. To drive a car. Just proves to me that I'm still finding my way here on the uh, program because I saw that. It was a half a paragraph in my newspaper. I read half of the half of the paragraph and then thought, why am I reading this? Such would never, ever talk about this. Hey, you think about that rat driving cars? No, he just did ten minutes on it, <laughs> and, I and he's got a whole theory. And I wouldn't he's have tying it in, except Jordy saw me. I think he's taking a shot at me <laughs> in a beret, a rat with a little ascot driving a tiny British car. But when he gets to Aid Mill Road, we never see him again. That's it's right. gone. <laughs> I wonder if the rat could be on a scooter with uh, plastic bags too. Do you think the rat yeah, could be able to do that? Deliveries, drop I, I'm off. due for I'm due for another. Uh, 
Get pretty delivery. full over there? New for another delivery. Get pretty full. Yeah, it's full. The bag's <laughs> full. And I can only go so full, full because it still has to fit under the seat. Oh, that's true. Of the scooter. <laughs> now, is there a season for that? No, I'm going to do this year-round. No okay. whale's going to... Ever, no whale will ever be able to uh, devour plastic that I discarded. Doesn't that get a little brisk in the winter? Well, I'll do it by car. Oh. Hell, if, if for, they're good for rats, they're good for me. That's true. For yeah. me, during the winter months, a couple whales are going to go down because I didn't make it down there. So I just want to <laughs> okay. apologize to those whales. Putting, putting word out <laughs> right, right January now. January and February. You're, no, <laughs> Watch out. Did you see what I retweeted from uh, Dennis Prager? Yes, I did. Yes, that, that, that was uh, really good. China, was what, eight? Trillion metric tons. 8.8. In the United States is last on the list, but 0.3. Right, right. That means, That's but again. A joke. No no activists ever go after other countries. No, it's, it's the just American us. way of life that's yep. under attack. Yep. It's capitalism that's under attack. It's wealth that's under attack. It's standard of living that's under attack. Capitalism. We're not the polluters no. of the world. No. We're not the polluters of the world. It never have been. Uh, that being said. I need to take a break. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Thank you for your patience, Joe. I want to tell you and the listener about uh, our new friends at 30 Bales Restaurant, downtown Hopkins. Kenny Olson, you were there last night tweeting like a son of a gun. I was there, and Matthew should be proud of me, with my wife. We sat next to each other, no, and we, separate no, we watched the same TV wow. together. We had a civil conversation when the uh, right before the waiter waitress came. She goes, I bet I know what you're going to order. And I said, nope, no way you know. She goes, number one, the walleye sandwich. And she was right. And I said, okay, smart, smart ass. What's number two? And she goes, the big blue bacon burger. And she was right. And that's what I ended up with, the big blue bacon burger. That photo you tweeted out, yeah, it, was it pretty looked good. heavenly. Oh, my that, goodness. I wanted to reach out and touch And you know what? What did I, Mrs. Olsen have? Uh, she had the same thing, oh. actually. And I said, that's not allowed. And she said, you're sleeping uh, on the couch right. tonight. Um, <laughs> but what I, I got there, Chris, and I know I heard you talking about the... Uh, the deep fat fried pickles. Pickles. Yes, they're not on the menu. Yeah, I think so. I bring the waitress oh, okay. over and I do one of these numbers. Like I'm at a speakeasy. Hey, uh, what do you know about deep fat fried pickles? And she goes, Oh yeah, we got them. <laughs> and so we we started it out with nice. that, and they were fantastic. Yeah, I really think that's a, normally a happy hour uh, oh. item because oh. I was Does there. Thirty bales get it? Was ten minute ad? Yeah, uh, yeah, today they did, because okay. Kenny okay. was there last night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they normally have those. For, they have a, a little bit smaller and different of a happy hour menu, which is 3 to 6, Tuesday through Friday. But uh, those deep-fried pickles are, are Menu fantastic. item 27. <laughs> what is that? Both, what got? both owners were there, and to show you how glamorous it is owning and managing a restaurant. Todd and Tom, yeah. Todd uh, had to get them out of the kitchen. He came out in a T-shirt and uh, blue jeans because... He was washing dishes. <laughs> it's, it's, a gla- it's a glamorous life. Yep. Did, you, a uh, did you identify yourself as part of the yes. GL team? Yeah, yeah, I did. Wonderful. Yeah, he yeah. was the same one that helped us out uh, yeah. the night of Royce's deal. Yeah. They're they're phenomenal people. Yeah. Uh, look at their full menu online right now. It's 30 bales, spelled out, 30 bales. Dot com. You can t- uh, make a reservation by calling the restaurant, or you can also do it on Open Table. Todd and Tom are longtime fans of Garage Logic. They are phenomenal people. They have a fantastic scratch Midwest kitchen. Check them out today. They have a great brunch on the weekend. I think I might be hitting them up here this weekend. 30bales.com in Hopkins. Despite the absence of the twins, this is this is shaping up to be quite a sports weekend. All six. Uh, the Wild have now won two straight. Mm-hmm. 
The uh, Gophers host Maryland and can go to what? 8-0? 8-0. 8-0. Uh, the Vikings have the Redskins tonight. Uh, the name of the Washington team should be changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Series Game 3 tomorrow night. Washington up two games to nothing. They look fabulous. That was a butt-kicking last that night. Really was. Who's that pitcher that I, I got focused on his right ear and I couldn't see anything Steven else? Strasburg? Strasburg. Yeah. He noticed his ear. Is it all chewed up? His right ear is vastly different from his left ear. And once you notice it, you cannot see anything else. <laughs> you know what else is? It's, just, it's uh, like a you know big what? He's, funnel. He has a gutsy pitch. I love Strasburg. He has he's, a gutsy pitcher. He's one of my Didn't favorite players. Didn't he throw players. a curveball on a 3-2? Uh, yes. So, uh, you, know, you don't do that. You don't do that. Well, And that's what part of why Washington is here is they defy logic. Yeah. Are it's they going to sweep? I don't think they'll sweep. They're definitely going to win, I think, but I don't think they'll sweep. It's tough to come back from two down. It is. It is, especially when you lose your first two at home, yeah. like Houston's done. But, Kenny, you mentioned the, the abnormality. Max Scherzer, another starter, for the Washington team, yeah. has two different colored eyes. His left eye well, that's, is blue. You know what the key to Washington is? Then you have to have some sort of bodily defect. <laughs> yeah, go. circus freaks. You got to be freaks. signing you unless you've got an abnormality. Yeah. Ab- ab- the Vikings are a sixteen and a half point favorite. Yeah, Washington's terrible. The over under is forty two. Yeah, Washington. Wow. I think they'll keep it closer than that, just because Adrian is coming back and he's playing for Washington, but. Yeah, the Vikings should win with ease uh, tonight. They should, anyway. They should win with ease tonight. Yeah, but this is the one when the Vikings traditionally go, I know. whoopsies. Yep. Should the Gophers win with ease? Yes, a home game against Maryland. I think I can't remember what the point spread is, but the Gophers are heavy favorites in that. And then they also have the bye week looming after yeah. this week have before guys, they play Penn State at have home. Have you guys seen the trending video that's going around on the Twitter about the three little kids that wanted hockey pucks at the Wild game? No. It, I dare you to watch this and I not read you the text from my kids and not shed a tear. They're just tiny, tiny little kids, and one of them's way, you know, and they're up against yep, the glass yep, right, in the yep. corner, and one of them's waving, and sure enough, one of the wild guys flip a puck over oh, to him. Oh, cool! And then his younger brother is there, and this kid is at the point of tears. He wants a, a puck wow. so bad, so another player comes along, flips the puck over the glass. And it goes out of his hands or his brother brother's hands into a girl who's maybe a couple of years older into her hands. And she holds on to it for about a second and then hands it to the little kid. Oh, cool. And it's just the most heartwarming thing you'll oh. ever see. And if you can watch this without getting a tear in your eye, you are a heartless bastard. <laughs> I bet that's well, me. I, the same thing happened in Chicago last night. I got a text from a kid I used to have. Last night at the Blackhawks game, a six-year-old was interviewed on the Jumbotron and asked what he's going to be for Halloween. (laughs) Mitch Trubisky, he says, the beleaguered Bears quarterback. 20,000 people boo the (laughs) six-year-old. Oh, Chicago, you're so ruthless. Oh, my 20,000 people lit into the kid. They oh, booed a six-year-old. They booed a six-year-old. I approve. That's like a, exactly like the story you just told. Well, there was another one, too, where Dubnik uh, was in was in his pads, sitting oh. on the bench, and let the kid try on his, his hockey, oh, uh, cool. his goalie mask. Sweaty, smelly helmet. Yeah, yeah. I and guess it if made you, the kid's day. If you can't win games, you got to do something. Well, hockey right. players are typically good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey and baseball guys are usually pretty good. But it was pretty good. So it looked like they were two brothers, and they both got pucks, thanks to the older girl that was standing right next to them. 
The Gophers are also a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. How about that? Wow. That's got to drive Royce crazy. I might be heading there shortly. The uh, Molar Watch event starts today at the St. Paul store. It will travel between the three stores. This is the 10th annual watch event coming up today through November 2nd. Do you have to do the secret knock for to quench your thirst? Is that the deal, Rook? Uh, if you go in there and you see Bobby, just tell him you are... Really, really, really thirsty. <laughs> just parched. like that. You know what? And then I'm just parched. Keep, keep nodding like this. <laughs> and just, yeah, just keep nodding and winking until something is brought to you. That's the, And then spend a whole bunch of money. Say, this uh, weekend, I'm going to be out at the Minnesotan for their uh, one-year anniversary. I'm going to be out there from 10 to noon on Saturday. I will be the celebrity bartender, Bloody Marys and Mimosas, and who knows what else. So coming out, it's downtown White Bear Lake, theminnesotan.com. Also remember, Monday, and you need to check in with Reavers prior to this, Jack's Cafe is hosting the Monday Night Sports Talk podcast recording at 3 o'clock. Doors open at 2.30. You can find out more information by going to our website, garagelogic.com, and drop down the events thing, uh, the, the events button. That's button called make, a tab. But for sure, <laughs> for sure, you send a Reavers Thanks, an email. Thanks, yeah. And we only have a few spots left. We, we, we're oh, gonna really? Have a, we're going to have a packed house. I yeah. think Johnny and I are going to go over. Well, you got to tell me that. Well, if there's free food, and, yeah. you know, maybe a free drink. Hey, when you're done at the Minnesota, yeah. Fratelloni's got an ace right around the corner. Just around the corner. Does I'll stop really? by yeah. and get something. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what. I'll see yeah. who's working it's over a re- there. It's one of my favorite yeah, Fratelloni's, the one in White Bear. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. We did the uh, the Garage Logic CD release there. Was that the TV, the DVD from the State Fair? Years and years ago. That was a lot of fun. Larry was there. Mike was there. Tom was there. at the White Bear store? Yes. Fellas. We, we did a... Uh, yeah, can't should we uh, should we put pressure publicly on on frat about what we've been talking about off the air? Let's let's wait one more day because I'm going to do the beer show with him tonight. Okay, no, we'll really but put him on I'm spot. bringing it up tomorrow. That's fine. I'm going to publicly pressure frat. That's fine. I'll I'll mention it to him tonight. I I can't imagine he would not be in favor of it. But let me let me at least talk to him about it first. All right, I'm heading out. I'm going to the Molar Watch event. All right. See Reavers at GarageLogic.com. That's right. See Reavers at GarageLogic.com is the email. Positive Thursday. The positive thing being, we're getting out of here. We're getting the hell out of here. I'm going to go Viking pregame because I got nothing going on. I am just, I'm ready. You want to come over to Viking pregame? No. I got some sandwiches, some hot cocoa. No. Um, so grill some marshmallows in the, in the back with the bonfire. All right, I can't do it, but... Uh, you go to garagelogic.com if you're looking for something to do and listen to these wonderful podcasts, especially if you haven't listened to it, the Captain Kangaroo Best Of from last Friday. Bob Keishan was a wonderful man, and he was a great guest on Garage Logic. You can find those and others for your home for the Garage Logic podcast, garagelogic.com. We'll catch you next time.